You want to say that with your chest? Fuck Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you know how I work at a car wash? God. These always end well. Yeah. Yes. So I do. There's there's a business that has like a an account with us that they kind of like sign a deal whatever and they can bring their cars through. And it's a funeral home, which you don't really think about it, but like they got to wash the hearses, you know. Yeah, no, the hearses should like, be clean. Yeah, they got like car play in them, right? So like every single time they come through, I ask myself like, do you think that when there's someone back there? Are they allowed to listen to music? Why I think about this every why single wouldn't maybe. Time. Do you think it's considered disrespectful? To like, like if you're in a procession, if it, I mean, it depends. The I don't know. Does the hearse only carry the body, or do do people ride? I think there's the- like, I think there's like the driver, and then like someone else from the funeral home, and then body in the back. I really don't. What know. are the logistics? I, I just like I I want to drive a hearse and listen to the real Slim Shady while driving a corpse around. Welcome to another episode of Wrinkles in the Crease, where we take a look at the stories in hockey and iron out the details. I am your host Zachary Morgan. I have with me, as always, less than real deal Trevor Neal. Trevor, what the fuck? <laughs> I feel great. I had no no energy drink today, so I feel wonderful. That's fantastic. I'm really glad to hear that. Uh, I'm really glad to hear that. Um, yeah, it's I'm, been great. Lots I'm going to give healing's, you an opportunity. Healing's been happening. I keep saying at the beginning of every episode, I'm trying to heal, and I feel a little bit better now. Oh, is this how you're going to detox from the, from the season? Is this what we're doing now? Yeah, I feel good. I moved on. I moved on to bigger and better things. You feel um, good? Until October. Yeah. Nah, 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 yeah. Nah. yeah. So good? Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Okay. Well, yeah. you know who else is feeling so good right now? Uh, it would have to be the Florida Panthers and Vegas Golden Knights. As the Stanley mm-hmm. Cup Finals are set, uh, Vegas took care of Dallas in Game 6 on... Took... Zach, they, took they, care of... Is is an understatement. They pu- <laughs> they put them to bed and were not kind about it. Is that better? They the Dallas Stars were in the back of the hearse listening to Slim Shady. <laughs> right. Uh, with the final is six to nothing there, but we got Game One Saturday, uh, June third at eight p.m. in Las Vegas. Um, it will be Florida's first game in ten days since they completed their sweep last Wednesday. That is such a freaking long time between games. It was so. It feels like so long ago, but it was just a week. It was just one week. Yeah. And it feels so long ago that just one week, Matt Kachuk, Matthew Kachuk, game winner. Matty. Two something seconds left on the clock. What was it exactly? 4.3. Thank you. 4.3 seconds left on the clock in the third period. Matthew Kachuk scored the game winner to send the Florida Panthers to the Stanley Cup Finals for the first time since 1996. Uh, it was Kachuk's third game-winning goal of the season, or season, series, yes. where he, and it was the first of those game-winning goals to occur in regulation, despite the fact that it was just barely in regulation. stopped, man. 
He could not be stopped, he's... not just in the in the series, but the postseason. Nine goals, twelve assists so far, sixteen games. Everything's clicking for him right now. It didn't. Wasn't he considered a playoff underperformer before this playoff? Yeah, he like, never really. That, he had that reputation. He yeah. did have that reputation in Calgary, of all places, which is where he was before Ooh. this. Calgary also has that reputation, so let's not exactly. So is that seems to have been more? Thing. Yeah, it seems that that may have been more a symptom of the team and not the player. The culture probably caused Matt Kachuk to uh, stop giving a shit. Come, which is insane. He was the culture. Apparently. Yes. We'll go with that. I just Florida to me is just they're the story. I don't see the storybook of the Florida Panthers ending the way Vegas's did their first year. I ironic that they're playing Vegas, but like you know how Vegas had that like perfect storybook run and they get to the final and it's like, oh shit. Like it's over now. No, I think Florida foot is still on the floor. Man, even with the ten day break, I feel like Florida. Um, I'm in agreement with you, but I don't feel like that that Vegas 2018 team had that magic. Um, I think the magic, the team, I think that kind of had that magic you're describing, but didn't have enough to finish it off. The 2020 Dallas Stars, they felt like a team of yeah. destiny until they ran into the yeah. buzzsaw of Tampa. Hell, you can even say the Dallas Stars this year had some magic to them. A little bit, but not enough in that. Oh, until this series. Until this year. They just, they got outmatched. They were outplayed straight up. But you're yeah. right. Florida, Um, even with a week, Florida hasn't played in a week. Florida is still the story of the playoffs. They are, they were the 17th best team in the NHL in the regular season. Not even the 16th best, even though they're second wildcard team in the East. The Calgary Flames actually were a better regular season team than the Florida Panthers. So fun fact for Calgary. Yeah. Um, Calgary feels great about the Stanley Cup final, don't they? Oh, I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. Yeah. Um, and Sergei Bobrovsky, if it's not Matthew Kachuk, we're talking about Sergei is... Bobrovsky. No, so I think Bobrovsky's in the was it JS Jaguar who won the Conn Smythe and lost? Yeah, in 2003. I think Bobrovsky gets that. That he is putting himself look. in that breath. You're not wrong. I I still die on the hill that Rupe Hintz should get a consideration for a Smythe vote. No, at least absolutely not, absolutely not. Look, here's why. Just let me. You if you don't make it to the finals, you shouldn't. You're not in consideration. It's just, it's as simple as that. You have you have just, to earn you have to earn consideration. I'm sorry. You can't just get. You I can't wish, just be really good and get there. I'm I sorry. I just want Rupe Hintz to get to get some recognition for the fact that he almost single handedly. At times during Dallas's playoff run, drug them to a Stanley Cup final appearance. Oh no, he dragged them there. One hundred percent, he dragged them there. Yeah, Robertson didn't decide until the last three games of their season that he cared of the playoffs. Yes, but if we're not talking about Matthew Kachuk with the Panthers, the guy that we probably should be talking about before Matthew, to be honest, is Sergei Bobrovsky. He's been standing on his head this entire postseason, and he—he's—it's been incredible. He's doing what Ottinger did in the first round last year, but just the whole time. Yeah. And for three rounds. Ten years older than what Ottinger was. 34 years old and putting up the performance of his lifetime. Uh, he's got a 935 save percentage in the postseason as well as a 2.21 goals against average. 
uh, 14 games played. Uh, he started 13 of them. He did not play in the first. Who did he games. come in to relieve? Alex Lyon. And okay, I I forget where I heard this, but is if Spencer Knight is not hurt coming into the playoffs, does Bobrovsky ever play a game? Maybe not. Or do they go to Knight? They might. I like, think they go like, to Knight. Because you have to rem- do. Bobrovsky was not trusted to be a starter most of the season. You have to remember the team played so much better in front of Knight than they did in front of Bobrovsky just last year in the playoffs. And you would have to think that the same yeah. thing is there, but it just this is the, the most stars have lined run up. I've ever seen. The stars have lined up yes. for this, and we have Bobrovsky in net. He is absolutely the right guy to have in net, and it has been nothing this short. Is, of this impressive. is Bobrovsky's legacy at stake. This is like he need like because he's had in an, an. It's weird to call it an underrated career, just because he spent most of it in a mediocre Columbus team, but it he's finally has a chance to win some serious hardware here. There's a more than likely ch- chance that he's walking out of this with two trophies. I yep. don't like if the Panthers win, like as good as Matt, Kitch- Matt Kachuk is going to have, it's going to be weird. Cause we're like, man, he should have won a Vesna, but he very much should not, or not a Vesna, a, a, a con Smythe, but he shouldn't have. Like he he's earned it, but he's not going to win it. He can't. what makes what Bobrovsky is doing all all the more impressive is it's not like he's getting a chance to rest on the bench during these games. Like he he's every no. minute of a, every minute they're playing, he's there. He's losing fifteen to twenty pounds a game. What he's doing isn't physically possible. And what is somehow not getting talked about in the Bobrovsky conversation is he played a quadruple overtime game during this series. And then played the at next his game age. like nothing. Like it was no exactly. problem at all. Didn't didn't Anderson have to come out? Like yeah, we talked about it. Playing, we right? talked about it last week. Anderson yeah. uh, could not make the next game. They had to go with Antiranta because you can't, knowing what Frederick Anderson's injury history is, you can't put him in yeah. net after a four overtime game. You have to give him at least two or three days rest. Like chugged the yellow Gato and just hopped into the next game like nothing happened. Yeah, that's damn absolutely. right. And if that's damn not right. intimidating for the Vegas Golden Knights, I really don't know what is. Um, to move on to them at. They finished off the stars. Uh, well, actually, before we move on to them, I would be, I would be at a disadvantage if we didn't talk about one of the best captains in the NHL, Alexander Barkov. He is so Just, so good. To uh, but we can't call him underrated because we've been calling him underrated for like five years. Oh no 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 no! no. We don't have to call him he's, underrated anymore because he's, he's playing superstar. that. He's super, he's a superstar and he's playing it like it in these playoffs. So we don't have to he call just him gives underrated. Me captain vibes. I don't know why. He like he pulls off like the quiet captain so well. Like, it's the same vibe as Nico Heischer. It's the same vibe as Nico Heischer. That quiet captain, like that quiet Sidney Crosby. Real quiet, yeah. real respected. Like you yes. can tell that's that's his locker room. Matt Kachuk is his uh his PR guy. You could, you, you, I think that's kind of the deal going on right now because Matt Kachuk is definitely a leader in that locker room. But Barkov oh, sure. is proving that he is probably one of the better captains in the league. Oh, he absolutely is. And yeah. 
Barkov has been really outstanding this year so far in the playoffs. I've got it down here somewhere. I know I put his stats somewhere in the playoffs. Give me one second. I'm really bad at Kevin. He's a much, much, much better captain than uh, Connor McDavid. That's unrelated to the Stanley Cup final, but I just it's love not incorrect. It's not incorrect. Connor McDavid's not a good captain. <laughs> I'll die on that hill. Well, that's a <laughs> you that's know an you know who hill. isn't a, a, a good captain, Zach. That we've learned in the last two weeks, or no, just last week, Jamie Ben, not not a great captain. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. Um, because he the the stars fought and clawed to get back to game six, and then he comes in and they just lay an egg. But I digress. Yeah, so- Sasha Barkov this postseason has uh in what is it sixteen games played, uh four goals and four and a ten assists, fourteen points. Uh, he's been playing incredibly. Um, quite frankly, he has the goal of the playoffs, in my opinion. With that, oh, with the what he what he did one, in yeah. the one he did in game uh, game two was absolutely just disgusting, and it doesn't get much better. God, the Florida Panthers are so special. The goal, like, I'm, I'm like, it's making me somehow feel better that the Leafs lost. That it's oh, we get to watch more Florida. Like oh, because the Leafs wouldn't have been able to bet this fun. They would have got manhandled. No, this is amazing. Yeah, no, that Panthers. We'll put They're a great in, for the league. We'll put it. They're we'll put a pin in this. But that Panthers four check has been a problem all postseason. Um, oh, yes. Oh, moving on it. to their opponent, as we sort of talked about a little bit, uh, the Golden Knights finished off the Stars in a no contest game six, where the Stars came out absolutely totally flat. Uh, Jamie Ben, what, where does he rank among captains in your opinion after that game six performance, where he did? A whole lot. Of Definitely not. He's not the worst captain league, but he makes the argument that he should not be captain. Like God, just I can guarantee there's just worse captains on worse teams. Um, but can I defend the stars for this performance though? They they go down three nothing in that series. Through three games, they should have won. They played good enough to give themselves a chance to win. Well, two or three of those games were overtime. You get a couple different bounces. It's probably a two-one bounce series. Yeah. Um. You put in. You lose Jamie when you go down three nothing. Um, and then you put all of your energy, all of your emotion, every single bit of what you have into getting back to Dallas and back with Jamie. They had nothing left. Cut that game, and it showed. Not at all. They. They were completely. They drained. just. They're flat. They as soon as because uh, we were on a call when the game was going on. As soon as they went down, ah, it's it's done. And it's done. it it's really like you said, a couple bounces, and this is a different series. Games one and two went to overtime. For this, you can make the argument that Alice was good enough to win a Stanley Cup this year. I there's no doubt in my mind that they could have played a good series against Florida. They could have played a good series against Carolina. It's just that. They uh they got real unfortunate with the first three games with some bad bounces, some very bad defensive decision making by a certain American defenseman. Um, wonder who you could. Be it's talking the playoffs, about. though. Oh, I wonder. Oh, the the one who caused the lockout. That oh, one. Lane Hudson. I will. Uh... Oh God. Oh my God. What did I do wrong? Did, am I missing something? No. Oh Ryan, right, Lane Hudson Ryan doesn't play for the Stars. Lane Hudson's the reason why USA lost to Latvia in the bronze medal game. Way to go, oh, guys! Yay! 
anyway, yeah, back but, on topic. But Dallas, Dallas played them. Um, they were fun in those two games, though, weren't they? Like, we're going to be it talking about... It felt like I was watching uh, the inevitable. I was watching a delay of the inevitable, really. That's what yeah, it felt like. But, like, man, it, it does matter. Ty DeLandria make me excited for next season of Stars Ty DeLandria was great. Um, Ty but, DeLandria, Wyatt Johnston, and Logan Stankovan. The Dallas Stars are fine. They'll be back next year. Don't worry. Yeah, but to focus on the team that is still alive, um, the Stars... Uh, or, sorry. The Golden the Knights. Knights, the Golden Knights, yeah. uh, they came out uh, early on in game six, scored their first goal three minutes, 41 seconds in, thanks to William Carrier, um, six, nothing final. And it was just a, it was a masterclass of why Vegas has been the better team this series. They've been able to get goals when they need them. They've gotten quality saves when they need them. How and many games this series have they scored quick into a game? It feels like it's, every. It, it's it feels so like important. every game, every game. It feels like, and yeah, Dallas never got to play with the lead in the series. No, it's just Vegas just showed that. It's weird to say Vegas has just been here so much already for such like a young. It's it's weird. How do you even describe Vegas? Because they're not a young team, but like they're also super experienced, but not really. It's. It's a Has the, have the Vegas Golden Knights missed the playoffs in their existence? Yes. Last year, they missed. They did? But it was because, like, Eichel was, like, everyone was hurt. They just missed. Because I remember a team through, uh, a, a source said that a team at least won through a watch party to celebrate them getting eliminated from convention. And I really think it was Dallas. It's, it it would not us. shock me, honestly. Uh, let's see. There's a few. Oh yeah, did not qualify for, qualify for the playoffs last year. Look at that. They just um, missed. Yeah. Only but, time they missed. Only. Time. Only time. And you know, uh, William Carlson led the charge with uh, two goals, one assist in uh, Game Six. Um, he will. We'll do a little break here. Uh, he is actually uh, one of six players still on the roster from the 2018 team. Do you have Can a list you name the other five? Can oh, you name the other okay. five, Trevor? Marshall? Yep. Riley Smith. Yes, I need to. Right. I know okay. that's right. Okay. I know that's right. I do need to find um, my yeah, slot. Yeah, there it is. Okay. Okay. Riley Smith. Uh, is Derek England? He's retired, right? He is retired. Who the, the fuck was on that first night's name? Okay, okay, I got, I got to eliminate the obvious. I, I'm so, going so, to, I mentioned one of their names uh, fairly recently. Carrier's been there the whole time? Carrier's been there since 2018, yeah. Okay. So now you got two more. Marcheseau, Carlson, Carrier. None of the goalies. They've gone through... Gone through I'm trying to get the defense. Donovan McNabb. Yep. No, Donovan McNabb. Okay. Yes, yes, you're Braden, Braden McNabb. McNabb, Donovan McNabb. Not, not Donovan. <laughs> yeah. Not Donovan. No, yes. but yes, I. Okay, Braden. McNabb, that was correct. a good that I got Braden McNabb. That's a good yes. one. There's one more. And gonna there's kill one me. more. Okay. Is he a defenseman or a forward? He's a defenseman. And I will provide one more hint if you want it. Alec Martinez. No. Oh, shit. That they got him in a trade.
who the fuck did they trade for? No, 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 no. That they got Alec Martinez in a trade. That's what I'm saying. This guy they got in. Oh, okay, okay. This okay. guy they got from the expansion draft. draft. Trevor Van Riem's like no, absolutely not. No. God, where'd they get him from? Anaheim. Well, or is it Josh Man? No, Manson's nope. not. No. Troy, no, not Terry. I don't know, man. I, I feel Shay go Theodore. Oh, Shay Theodore played for the Ducks, man. It's been so long. Shay Theodore was a first round pick uh, by the Anaheim Ducks in, I believe, 2013. You know what? I will take five out of six on that. That was impressive. Because I, yeah, no, I, I that's more than I thought you'd get. Vegas Golden Knights. That is more than I I'm mostly get. impressed with my Donovan McNabb guess. That I deserve some points for that one. You deserve points, but you also deserve. Come on, a point you know taken it's not, away. You know it's not Donovan. You know that's wrong. No, I said, I said, I, I knew it was wrong as soon as I said it. <laughs> but like, yeah, as it came out, I'm like, yeah, Donovan McNabb, the Vegas Golden Knight, yeah. Golden yeah. Knights legend Donovan McNabb. I agree. Yeah, he's I he's, he's back. He's a great power play quarterback. And yes, I should be fired for making that joke. <laughs> anyway, um, speaking of power play quarterbacks, uh, Shea Theodore, I believe, has been playing quite well for the Golden Knights in the postseason. The Golden Knights really they they've been the Jack Eichel has led the charge. Um, as he should. He's proven to be a true number one center. And they've got... He has not lost a playoff series in his career. (laughs) The caveat to that being, this is his first time in the playoffs, but Trevor is correct in that statement. He's looked like he's been there before. He looks calm. Looks like he's just vibing. Aiden Hill has also never lost a playoff series since he's been playing in the NHL. Aiden, Aiden Hill's not a human being, either. She, like... I saw this clip of Aiden Hill, like, pre-game before they eliminated Dallas, and he's, like, flipping a puck with his stick over his head and then kicking it with his leg back over his head and just going back and forth. That's that's all the more impressive when you realize that he is 6'6". Six six. He's 6'6"? Six six? He is 6'6". Six six. That's a oh, big he's boy. he's a big boy. That's he's a big, a big goalie. That's a big boy, a big and that's a, that's a very impressive to be that dexterous to... And he was, like, doing, like, the, I'm going to flip the puck over my head and then catch it with my glove behind my neck, back and then toss it back over, and, like, he's, like, kicking the puck over his head. It was just like, damn, where this guy go? And just, like, the calmness to do that, and just the, the swagger. Aiden Hill's got it, man. He looks Dude's really, really good too. in these past few series, so we'll see. He uh, hopefully like... he can keep it up. Jordan Bennington without the roid rage. <laughs> Is that what we're going with for Jordan Bennington? Because I was honestly just no, thinking that he's I, kind of an asshole. I, I, yeah, I needed to kind of like slowly get to calling Jordan Bennington an asshole, but I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say it might just be roid rage. No, no, no. But he's, he, he's, he, he's too skinny to have the roids. Yes, and he also eroded away any sort of benefit of the doubt like this year. If there was any shred of that remaining going into the season, Jordan Bennington absolutely lost every bit of it. But Nazem Kadri had every right to throw a water bottle at him. No, other way around. Other way around. 
Oh, Zilla, right. my bad, my bad, yeah. my bad. Nazem Kadri has every right to throw a water bottle at Jordan Bennington. No, you, that's what you said. It was Jordan Bennington throwing a water bottle at Nazem Kadri. Oh, yeah, but Kadri should throw one back. Oh, you want him to throw? Oh, I understand now. You want yeah, him to throw yeah, I, I, yeah. Right, but freeze it first. Like, make sure you get, not in the head. I don't want to see anyone get a concussion, but like bruise his elbow or something. You know, something minor. I, j- I hate Jordan Bennington, man. I just... I see young goalie exploding in the playoffs, and I'm like, I hope it's not another one because fuck that guy. We're never going. Jordan Bennington is unique in the sense that we're probably not going to see another player do what he's doing just because he has lost so much face just from his peers in the past. No one likes him. His coach is no. No one. Like his, his coach has like told him. him to calm down, and he responded by doing the same exact thing and getting himself ejected. And even worse, he's taken swings at people with a stick. He's just not. He's chicken shit, is what Jordan Bennington is. I yeah. love that this conversation wound up on Jordan Bennington and gave uh, me uh, another excuse to call him chicken shit on camera. He, you, you're right though. That's the thing. Like he's not. It's not like Ron Hextall in his prime where he was going out, like or Billy Smith, where they're going out fighting, defending teammates. No, because like, they were scary to play. They were, yeah, they they were, were just scary, scary to, play. to play. No one is afraid of Jordan Bennington. No one is afraid of Jordan you know, Bennington. No, if you just – if because Jordan Bennington knows he's a goalie, and you can't hit him. If you could hit goalies the way they probably should be allowed to be hit, Jordan Bennington would not be in the NHL anymore. Nope. They would have scared him away. But and yep. I hate the fact that forever and always, every time a rookie goaltender goes on a run in the Stanley Cup playoffs, they're gonna get a Jordan Bennington comparison now. I mean they have to, but you're 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 right. Yeah. It, it, instead of what um they should be comparing them to, Matt Murray, who did this first. Oh no, Cam Ward did it first. No, no, Cam Why are, no, first. no, 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 no. Trevor. Why? Yes. Yes, sir. Why can't we go one fucking episode without you mentioning Matt fucking Murray? He has nothing to do with what's going on right now. Matt Murray went on a rookie run. You're right. You know what? He does have something. He's relevant. He's relevant. He's relevant. But to say he was the first one. He was the first one. No, he's far from the first. Exactly. Ten years too late. Far from the first. God damn it. Cam Ward. I challenge you to go three episodes without mentioning Matt Murray. Three? Okay. Got it. I could do that. Matt Murray played. I didn't get. I kind of like drifted away from following the sport until the 2016 Penguins. So like that team always like will hold like when I go through like a a mental down. I watch a compilation of all their goals during that playoff run. <laughs> Matt Murray holds will always hold a special place in my heart for what he did those two runs. Scott Darling is a Stanley Cup champion. Yeah. Speaking of, um, in order for someone to become a Stanley Cup champion this year... They need uh, to win some more games. They, they four need. more games need to be won. <laughs> and uh, let's talk about what you think the Panthers need to do to secure the Cup that you think they've already more or less secured. They just need to. They don't need to change anything. Hold they, like, the literally, line. just don't slow down. Don't. And the thing is, I think the a well rested Panthers, it, it is scary. 
Because they're just going to keep doing I don't think they're going to slow down. I don't think they're going to take the 10 days off and lose the momentum. I think they're just going to hit the ice running. And Vegas had to come off a series against Jamie Benn. He was suspended for two games of it, but that Dallas team is not easy to play against. And now you have to go against Florida, who is a meat grinder of a team. Yep. They ate the Leafs <clears throat> apart and then had the Carolina Hurricanes as a little cherry on top. They they went they ripped through the Toronto Maple Leaf, Maple Leafs like wet tissue paper and then saw the Carolina Hurricanes as even wetter tissue paper that was just left in the ground like how in a puddle. Many, how many coaches and or GMs are the Florida Panthers going to get fired in this playoff run? They've already got a casualty. Rob Brindamore is not safe. <laughs> I think it, I think two, maybe three. Sheldon Keefe, Kyle Dubas, maybe. Bruno. No, I think I think I think uh, Sheldon Keefe stays. I think Sheldon Keefe stays. Um, Boston probably stays. Boston, Boston. Probably. Boston's gonna hold Pat. Boston's gonna. There's no. Yeah. Boston Carolina might. Uh, Carolina, Carolina, I think might clean house. I think they might get rid of both the GM and uh, Brenda Moore, if anything. Um, Just because it's not working. Just for a change of. They've. It feels like, like they, so it feels happening. like this core may have already reached their ceiling unless there is a significant addition enough. of a addition made to the team. Granted, you know they made they went this far and they didn't have Svechnikov, they didn't have Pacioretty. Yeah, how much of so their maybe core you wasn't playing? A good portion. So maybe you take that into consideration. Yeah. But we digress. Keeping it in, it, Florida Panthers. The, Florida, the way they, they just, played is just. They don't need many scoring opportunities, which really helps you in the playoffs. Because I think Florida somehow makes low event hockey high event. I don't. Does that make sense? So just, what, there's Florida, nothing really happening. But so the scoring. way Florida plays offense is very interesting, and it was a part of the system that they had to buy into with Paul Maurice. Before they were last year, they were a very flashy, explosive offensive powerhouse of a team that could make all these ridiculous passes and take advantage, and from there they would rip teams apart. But the, but, the playoff game, but the playoff game is a different game, and you can't exactly just fire passes all across the ice, as we saw when the Devils tried to do it this postseason. No, it's a very physical game. You have to make the smart play. And in making the smart play, that means that you don't try and force a pass there. You don't take the pass. You go, even if there's an opportunity sometimes for a maybe two-on-one, the maybe's not good enough. You dump it in, and you try and create a turnover and cause the puck. You create events, and that's what Florida does. They create events, they create turnovers, and that gives them yes. the odd man the odd man advantages in the offensive zone. Florida has been create a masterclass at this, and they and it's they, exactly how you want to play it for the postseason. They've been perfect at it. It is they and they don't make mistakes. No, and you they can wait for the. I the normally other team does. it's beautiful. I normally hate dump and chase hockey. I don't think it works. But when you have Sam Bennett on your team, dump it as much as possible. Because Boston said by the end of the seven games, they were just tired of going in the corner, and, and, and that's the reason they came back. And, and let just, me tell you, this Florida team loves to go in the corner. They love it. They thrive oh, off of it. it's their office. They're just – and like Radko Gudis. I hate Radko Gudis, and that means he's doing his job. Yep. And just Braden Montour. It's just like he's always on the ice. He's always making plays. Like Even Eric Aaron Stahl Eckler. is now allowed to do whatever he wants. He's got the whole uh, – they're not going to call penalties, so I can just – 
do anything to impede players. And it works now because that's how the playoffs work. It's crazy it, to me how it, not far off he is from Jordan, but I digress. <laughs> and, and like and like his Aaron Ekblad is now a number one defenseman kind of again. It's just like He's been better, but he's <laughs> he's been he's, better he's in the postseason. But he's been he's having a great playoff. He's having a great and, postseason. They could be doing this. You can make the argument, and it's probably not a hundred percent true, but you can make the argument that they would be here if Bobrovsky was playing a little worse. Like, they don't need him to be playing as well as he is. But it certainly helps. <laughs> oh, like, their offense could completely stifle against Vegas, and they probably still have a good chance at winning. Yeah. It, yeah. Quite frankly, you're oh, not wrong. Bobrovsky, um, Bobrovsky falls apart in the final. I still don't want to go against them, even if Bobrovsky's letting a few weak ones in. Even then? And I'll be honest with you, I'm not betting... When you have guys on your offense like Matthew Kachuk, Sam Bennett, Alexander Barkov, Sam Reinhardt, these guys are... smart players. It's stupidly smart players. Stupidly smart players. Carter Verhage, too. Carter Verhage. You can't forget Carter Verhage. He's been such a key uh, member of this team. And... uh, This Florida team deserves a cup. They deserve a cup, and... Do you know what they need to fuel them to that cup? Alex Barkov knows what they need. Sasha Barkov knows. Before oh. game four, before game four, Sasha Barkov was seen uh, taking smelling salts, not just the normal way like you're supposed to, but no, 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 no. This psychopath took him to the eyes, and that gave him the drive they needed to finish my, off Carolina in four. My eyes hurt. But I, they genuinely like starting to burn a little bit. So let me, um, I, it's no secret on this podcast. I've made it very clear. I love smelling salts. There is no if, ands, or buts yes. about it. Um, I was introduced to them in high school. Uh, they're a great, great pregame thing. And I've transitioned to using them as pre-workout because the logic here it's is flawed. It's a healthy pre-workout. It is flawed. The logic here is flawed. But in my mind, whatever reason, there are less fillers in smelling salts than there are in pre-workout. We can argue about the semantics of that later. I know I'm wrong, but it is what it is. It is a fantastic It makes you feel jolt. good. That's all that matters. So I got a new... Um, I ran out of little uh, capsules that because I would do like the little snap capsules and kind of run from there, disposable, throw it away. Um, yeah. Couldn't find them anywhere. For whatever reason, so I uh, I gave a new a new brand to try, and um, it's specifically branded for hockey, which is the funny part. Uh, specifically for hockey and cold weather sports. But when I first got it, it was so intense that I actually had to close my eyes when I would go take a hit because it was just burn the eye my eyes just from being around it. Like this is not meant to go in the eyes. I value my eyesight and I'm not this crazy, but God damn it. And Barkov's just using it as a contact He's not even, lens. he's not even doing like, that. He's literally, <laughs> he's got, he's got the, pa- the pouch right above, like just right under his eye. He's putting his eye basically in the pouch. It's insane. How can but, he see? Like, how does he not know. get like a pepper spray? No, I don't know. Russians, man. Russians, man. They're crazy. It's, yeah, no. That, you wouldn't see an American or Canadian doing that. No, no, no. And that oh, no. Not, he's, he's finished. He's finished. Never mind. He's, he's half, no, he's yeah, half Finnish, half both. Russian. He, he's, he's, oh, built different. he's built different. Yeah. He's got best of both worlds. He does. And uh, the other part that 
Florida just needs to keep up. They've got the best of both worlds here. Their power play and their penalty kill both have an edge over Vegas. Um, Florida's power play in the postseason has been uh, successful 27.9% of the times. The power, the penalty kill is 71.2, whereas Vegas has been uh, 185 and 63 on the penalty kill. So, Okay numbers from Vegas. Uh, okay numbers from Vegas, but better numbers from Florida. Not, not anything I would consider barn burning or fantastic, but... When you're when you're scoring a power play goal about one out of every four tar- tries, you're doing okay, to say the least. And when your goalie is deciding I'm getting a shutout tonight at will, you don't need too many goals. No, you don't. This Florida team is just. I want them to win so badly. Like it's just. They're just. I want the story, more than anything. I want Matt Kachuk having his. I scored all the clutch goals on the way to a cup. I won Sergei Bobrovsky end of your towards the end of your career, last kind of hurrah. No one saw it coming run through the postseason. Wasn't even the start of the It's just there's so many different storylines that, you know, Aaron Ekblad can kind of have his people labeled me as a draft bust and now I'm a Stanley Cup champion. Um it's it's all there. It's and, it, and fuck Vegas. Fuck Vegas again. Fuck you know Vegas. what blueprint it follows kind of eerily? Who's? Tampa. It follows it pretty eerily. You, you go in. I mean, granted, it's a little bit different. But last year, they're the President's Trophy winning team. They go in. They win the first round. First series win in a number of years. Then they go in and lay an egg in what was supposed to be a fantastic series. Bring life. Show us the Battle of Florida. They came out and showed us nothing. They showed us nothing to the point where we didn't expect them to do a thing this season. And they have turned around. No, we all counted them out. We counted them out until the last week of the regular season. We were counting them out by December. We were counting them out by December. Yeah. And they they proved us wrong. They're here. They're just they're here. They've proven us so wrong. They're they, here and they're they deserve to be here. Tampa did, but so much better. Yep. Like, cause we honestly had a right to not think this was Florida. I think. Yeah. It, it, it's just look at them on paper. Yeah, they're a good team, but like are they better than Carolina on paper? Are they better than Toronto on paper? They sure as hell aren't better than Boston on paper. They're not as good as Vegas on paper. But watch a Florida Panthers game right now. And if you're if you're not watching every game in this cup final, you're missing out. Because I really think we might see the best one in a long time. Usually the final is such a bust to watch. Um, you get just two teams that are too beaten up to really enjoy. Um, and usually you get like a straggler team, like the 2020 stars or what the Islanders almost did, where they just play a really boring style and make it all the way through because it's suffocating. We don't have that. This Florida style is not suffocating at all. It's meat grinder and Vegas plays a, a, from what I've seen of Vegas, I haven't watched a whole ton of their games this year, a, a, an offensive minded game. Um, yeah, it's just lining up for such a good series. And you're going to see some fantastic goaltending, too, and fun to watch goaltending, not just they're in the right spot every time. And you're going to need to see talented goaltending because we were talking for a while about the uh, forwards on the Florida side. 
Vegas is not short of talent right in the forward department. You've got uh, the captain, Mark Stone, leading the way, who is a dangerous, dangerous goal scorer. Uh, the top and line center. And that's not center, even a strong suit. Not, not even, even a strong, strong suit. No. You got Jack Eichel, who is playing like a number one center and the top option on the team. Uh, he's got six goals, 12 assists in 17 games. Um, Marchessault has stepped up. He's also got 17. He's got 17 points in seven games or 17 games. I'm sorry. Nine goals, nine assists. Um, it, the, everyone is clicking right now for Vegas. Yeah. And that's what you need to see more of for against Florida. They have to show up even more. Jack Eichel getting to play against Connor McDavid in the playoffs woke up a monster. He needed that McDavid series. It needed to be Eichel, McDavid. And it does not matter that McDavid played statistically a much better series. It just is something mentally. Jack Eichel needed to beat Connor McDavid. It was just like, they talked about this on the Steve Dangle podcast, but it's like, it's the. I was told that I was very clearly, oh, we have to pick Eichel. Ah, damn, we could have gotten something better from Buffalo. And you have to kind of, that sits in your head, you know, and you finally got to like, that series against McDavid was instrumental in creating Jack Eichel as truly a superstar. He's now finally proven that he's there. He's always been there, but he's finally proving it. We were calling him not... We were calling him not quite there going into the playoffs, and he is—he's another guy who's proved me oh, wrong. He's there. Yeah, he's, he's there. there. There's no he's doubt so about it. There. And, and he looks like he's played in the playoffs every year of his freaking career. It just—it doesn't phase him, which is impressive this considering is just, he this is his pickup game. He played in Buffalo. He spent his entire career playing meaningless hockey. Yeah, it is really surprising. That is—that is what I said. Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, where Jack Eichel's most meaningful games until being a Vegas Golden Knight was, oh my God, we get to play Toronto. Like that was like that was like the have, height of his career. Did he did he get to play outside once? Buffalo. I feel like he maybe he should have because it's Buffalo. By the time, no, he was gone by the time Buffalo got that game against Toronto. Wow. I don't know if he ever did. Oh, he will next year. He's gonna be in the Winter Classic next year though, as a Vegas God Golden Knight. God bless. Good for but him. More Jack Eichel. Yes, but that's what the, uh, the Knights will need. Even more Jack Eichel. Um, they're going to have to. We've been talking about the Florida forecheck. They have to. They have to be wary of it, and they. You they have need, to minimize as many of, mistakes as you possibly can. They need to be pre-gaming Advil, is what we're saying. Like you need to be prepared to be bruised. You just need to just keep pushing. Don't give up. That's the that's so, the trick. I think is just so the wrinkles in the crease. Uh, prescription for the Vegas Golden Knights roster. Uh, doctors Zach and Trevor allegedly uh, are giving are giving you the strong recommendation of ibuprofen and smelling salts. Mm-hmm. To the eye specifically because it's yes. worked. Try yeah, just try that, it. Just try that it. will um Maybe that will it'll break down something. your uh, it'll break down the fear. And they'll, they'll be worse pain to worry about in your eyes to realize that your collarbone is now broken. So you'll be, it'll and, be, you know. and it'll all be worth it when you're drinking out the Stanley Cup. No so. injuries matter. Exactly. If you no win way. and you have two broken arms, you're still lifting that thing. 
Injuries go away as soon as you get to touch the cup. They don't exist anymore. Players who've won the cup have said that. You can have a broken yeah. collarbone and you lift the cup and it doesn't hurt. That's it's just like it's not broken. That's like everyone says the same thing as once you get it, it's nothing matters. And oh man, uh, Florida plays a style of hockey. Actually, both of these teams, after they're done with this playoff, are going to have a very long list of hurt players. Very long. I cannot wait for the <laughs> for the injury report list to get dropped. It's my favorite time of the year. We find out things, and it's just um. It's how we Dallas found out that their, Eric Carlson killed the uh, Rangers' hopes and dreams uh, on one leg. With a broken it was beautiful. Foot. One leg. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, Dallas's didn't give out as much information I was hoping to, but half that team's hurt. Yeah, but that one's going to reveal itself more, I think, after the Stanley Cup. As finals. time goes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Otters hurt. They did say that Otters hurt. We're gonna we're gonna find Otters out because hurt. there's going to be surgeries from Dallas, I think. But oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, but, Florida, uh, every player is going to need surgery. And uh, half Boston's going to be one team that they're going to they're gonna have a long list. Of. Yeah, there's a long list to repair. They yeah. went through the – they should just put on the injury list, went through meat grinder, everything needed fixed, sewn up, pain meds, icy hot. That's just what playing Florida looks like. God, I love the Panthers. Yes. Um, so, uh, I, I think I know where you're, what you're going to say to this question, but I'm just going to, I'm just going to ask anyway for posterity, um, make your prediction right now. It's not really asking. I'm telling you to make your prediction right now. Who do you got Florida or Vegas in the Stanley cup finals? And in how many games? Florida and five, Florida and five. I don't, I don't think Vegas is going to put up a fight. I've real. I think they get one goaltending magic performance at Aiden Hill, and I think other than that, it's going to be like a two-one game. The Vegas wins. Other than that, it's going to be all Florida. Um, they're going to play so well in front of all seventeen season ticket holders in Sunrise. They're going to go crazy. <laughs> Zachy, you muted yourself there accidentally. <laughs> No, I thought I fixed it. I thought I hit the unmute. Trevor, how dare you? How dare you disrespect the Florida Panthers season ticket holders like that? They've they had to have sold at least thirteen of those season ticket memberships this postseason, so that number has to be at least thirty right now. How dare you? If I piss off Florida Panthers Twitter, I will message all of them individually. No, we're not doing this. No, it's over. We're not, it's we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not baiting. We're not baiting Florida Panthers Twitter. No, I'm just saying I want to make it right. I want to say that all 17 of them are diehard fans and deserve this. They deserve the Stanley Cup. The list is so short that their names are also going to be inscribed on the Stanley Cup. I'm just going to, I'm just going to take over from here. Um, When you say deserve to win the Stanley Cup, I, I agree with that. And... That is why I'm mostly pulling for Florida over Vegas. I feel like Vegas, it's too soon for you to have a cup. I understand that there are teams that won the Stanley Cup very quickly into their existence, but for whatever reason, it just, I don't know, something about it doesn't feel right. So I i am a little... No, I'm trying no, to... no, 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 no. You're, no, you don't want a team that disrespects their their roster as much as Vegas has and treated 
all-time likable players like Marc-Andre Fleury as shitty as they have and get rewarded for a Stanley Cup. That's yeah. what we don't want. Yeah, we no, thank you for saving to me set down the now. example. Yeah. No, yeah, that's, we don't that, want that's, that's the a, real issue. a yeah. team to go, well, Vegas treats their players like that, and they want to stand the cup. No, I want Vegas to crash and burn at every opportunity for how they treated Marc-Andre Fleury, because there's not a single fucking person in this world that doesn't love Marc-Andre Fleury. The good news for yeah. Vegas Golden Knights is, or at least for you in terms of Vegas Golden Knights, um, the one take I was right about going into the postseason, I will forever hold this. The one team that I did not want the Devils to play against was the Florida Panthers because I knew they were going to and absolutely they didn't have destroy to. Yeah, and they didn't have to, thank God. Um, if the Florida Panthers uh, beat the Vegas Golden Knights, they will have knocked off four of the top five teams this postseason. The Bruins, the, uh, what am I thinking here? Carolina. Bruins, Leafs, Carolina, and the Vegas Golden Knights. Bruins are one. They have had Toronto was four. Carolina. Was I two. wonder. Vegas. I don't five. know how long it would take to find this information, but like of a team's Stanley Cup run, who had like the hardest by amount of points by their opponents? Because Florida might make a legitimate case here that it they they might not have anyone close. Oh, they don't. Just because in the, of Boston. Just in the discrepancy of Boston, you they don't. They, and have they not, had the hardest path to a Stanley Cup ever? It, and it probably dominated the most. Put a pin in it. We'll look into it later. But to get to it, um, I like Florida's chances. I think Florida will also... I also think Florida's going to take it in five. Um, Bobrovsky's too hot. The, for, the Florida, I think, is just too much. They've been way too good. My one concern is... We'll see it in the first five minutes. So my concern is that rest may turn to rust, and I'm very worried about that for Florida because they will have had if, ten days off. Now, on the con on the converse side, you have this means that Barkov, if he was still having a nagging injury from that bar mitzvah in game three, uh, yeah, if that was still nagging him, he could uh, potentially fully recover from that and be back in his full self. It's a double edged sword, so we need to see mm-hmm. which edge of the sword we got. And, if, but I still if think Florida. Florida scores. Let's say they score in the first like, three minutes of game one. Do, do you count Vegas out? No, <laughs> like, no you, you don't. No, you can't because because you're saying, Trevor, you're saying that if the if the Florida Panthers score the first goal of the series within three minutes of period one, I'm it's supposed over. to count. It's a sweep again. Yeah, it's another sweep. Absolutely not. No, it's a uh, no, it's a four if, game if series Florida that you're scores, turning into a three minute game. If Florida seven scores series, quick, Vegas gets. Nervous though, that's true. Vegas gets but, real nervous if Florida scores quick. But this is a seven-game series, and it's the Stanley Cup Finals. Both of these teams are here for a reason. You can't just rule teams out that early. And you Vegas can't. has done this before. Vegas has been in this. We'll see what happens. It's not the first time that Vegas is hosting Game One of the Stanley Cup Finals, which is rather impressive. They won the last time they hosted Game One, I believe. If I remember correctly, Vegas went up one nothing. I believe I believe it was uh, one win for Vegas and then four for Washington. Uh, if I remember, pretty sure. Nope. Was wrong. Yep. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. The, Google has it. Weird. Oh yeah. Google has it weird. Yeah. Uh, Vegas won game one, six to four. Uh, game two was won by the Capitals, three to two. 
Uh, game three, three one. Game four, six two. And game five was four three. Because if I'm not mistaken, yeah. wasn't that in that was a good series? No, it was, no. Like, it was in regulation. No, because that was like the Lars Eller. Yeah, the Lars Eller uh, insurance goal or something. Yeah. 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 Um. Okay. Oh, so we both think the Panthers in five. What could possibly go wrong there? Knock on wood. I'm knocking on wood right now. Uh, we'll see. Uh, it's going to be a fun series, and I'm really looking forward to it. Very. Um, speaking of fun things that some of us are really, really looking forward to, we're just going to gloss over this. A thing happened today for the Toronto Maple Leafs, and Trevor has been a very good boy, and we haven't mentioned the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, yet this this game. Relative, we, we mentioned speaking. the Toronto Maple Leafs in, in ways that it made sense for the conversation so far. Yes, but we didn't even but we didn't in. segue into talking about Toronto, which was great. No. So now it we're going to segue. Or he wasn't. It? So now we're going to segue and talk about Toronto because we don't like calmness for Trevor. We want him to be happy or something. I don't know. Um, you want me to Toronto be Maple Leafs uh, announced that they have officially hired a new general manager, uh, former Flames GM Brad Treleving. Uh, he was the Calgary GM from 2014 till just uh, after the season ended here. He will now take the reins Did, in Toronto. Do you remember what we said about Calgary at the beginning of the episode? Do you remember? No, uh, refresh me. Humor me. Uh, that the Calgary had a culture of underperforming in the postseason. <laughs> but okay, I'm not worried. Here's the thing with the NHL is you can get some knuckle dragging general manager who might win a Stanley Cup, and you can get Kyle Dubas who obviously knows what he's doing. You could argue that he doesn't, but he's a smart general manager that that got no success. Uh, am I a little scared of Brad Treliving? Yeah, because he let Matt Kachuk leave. Um, it's not just that he let Matt Kachuk leave. Remember, he uh, back. remember what I said last? Uh, no, he got stuff back for Matt Kachuk. He got nothing back for Johnny No, Kachuk. he didn't. He didn't get anything really back from Matt Kachuk. Jonathan Huberdeau will not be this bad next year. I promise you that. Jonathan Huberdeau. Okay, Huberdeau's but not right bad. now, Calgary's not going. Well, Jonathan Huberdeau won't be oh, that bad not. again. No. Absolutely not. They're looking at Matt Kachuk scoring clutch playoff goals and going, what the fuck? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, look, if Bradshaw Living gets Austin Matthews signed in the month of July, everyone's like, oh my God, build a statue of him outside the arena right now. Really, Leafs fans are easy to impress. Like, if we get out of the first round, his first season. He might get a number retired. They'll just say, what number do you want, Brad? It's going in the rafters. We'll see. It's it's interesting. It's it's a it's weird a, move. Yeah. Um I don't hate it though. Like it's better than Shirelli. It's Are you sure about Shirelli. that? Are you sure about that? It's better than Shirelli. Zach, I don't know, Zach, man. Don't, Peter Shirelli's got a Stanley road. Cup Peter Shirelli has a Stanley Cup ring. How many Stanley Cups rings does uh, Kyle Dubas have? How many Stanley Cup rings does Brad Treleving have? Um, to uh, go back to Brad Treleving, though, and his uh, Calgary tenure, uh, he 
what I said about Kyle Dubas kind of holding the hand for Austin Matthews to be walked to free agency, he did exactly that with uh, Matthew Kachuk. By signing, he gave Matthew Kachuk a bridge deal. The bridge deal, I, I, I cannot stress this enough, the bridge deal is the worst thing that you can do as a general manager in hockey because it sets up, it does not it sets yourself give up for disaster the every money. time. Give them the money. We've learned this all the time. Just give them the money. They, they, you, they will be worth it. If you're having a player that you're considering, oh, we might have to bridge because he deserves too much money. He give deserves the money. the money he wants. Give Just give him the money. Because not... he is going to take you for everything you're worth as soon as that bridge is over. And then when there he might walks be some because weird... you're not willing to give it, the fans are going to rip you apart. There might be some situations in which a bridge kind of makes sense. Um, like Ottinger kind of signed a bridge. So did Robertson. Alexi Lafreniere is a situation where a bridge deal makes sense. Bridge deal! Perfect! But the thing is, when Austin Matthews signed that contract, we weren't talking, uh, I don't know about this kid. No. We were talking, (laughs) oh, is he going to be a 50-goal scorer perennially, or is he just going to do that every now and then? No, we were talking, is he going to be a 60-goal scorer, 50, or a 40? That was the conversation, and you're taking all of those for a first overall pick. I'm hoping that after the Kachuk thing, Brad Living kind of goes, "Hey, I kind of fucked that one up. Let's 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 not do that. I have an opportunity. Maybe in his head, he has an opportunity to undo the Kachuk thing. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking he's got an yeah. opportunity to right some wrongs here. And I don't know. I think he will be hell bent on making sure that Austin Matthews is re-signed before the season starts because he he made that he made the mistake with both Kachuk and Gaudreau. And quite frankly, if he doesn't make the mistake with Kachuk first, it's you can argue maybe Goudreau was there. Yeah, and it's and and you know what I I think I I talked last episode I think it made the episode that I talked about how Brandon Britton was probably going to be the Leafs GM in my opinion, and he's still going to be the assistant as of now. I don't know how much Treliving is going to change the look of the front office. It's still very new move. It got officially announced this morning. Um. It, it might be nice to get in for breath of fresh air in a more traditional kind of hockey mind. I don't know if Treliving's the old hockey guy that is the polar opposite of Kyle Dubas, but it might be nice to get a different point of view on how to build a playoff team. I don't think he's completely opposite. You have to remember, he built the Flames, and the, fa- the Flames aren't... They're a good team. Yeah, they're, they're a good team, team, and the analytics aren't weren't horrible on them. They were not good this year. They just had the really bad luck this year. Another thing you have to consider with Brad Treliving is how much of it was ownership breathing down his neck. Have we really seen what Brad Treliving's about as a GM? That's true. I mean, during his tenure in Calgary, uh, there was a lot of um, questions around the teams. uh, Brad Brad Treliving did not want Sutter as coach. That, that they were was an ownership. About longevity in Calgary, but yes, Brad Treleving probably didn't want Daryl Sutter as coach. No, no, they've said that. that that's that been reported. That Treleving wanted Sutter gone. And, and management said, no, we oh. like Sutter. Yeah. Interesting. Well, that worked out really, yeah. really well. And now they have none of them. Yeah, they're, now, they're, yeah now they're both fired. Now they're both oh, fired. Oh, no, Treleving agreed to part ways. Yes, it That's was. A, yes, they mutually agreed to part ways. I'm sorry. Uh, Probably they, because he said, "I'm not coming back with Sutter." <laughs> I got. He got Gerard Gallanted. Um, they mutually agreed to part yeah. ways this time. Now, uh, in other, other GM story. news, uh, there are some 
murmurs. Uh, the murmurs that Kyle Dubas might be going to Pittsburgh got a little bit more intense over the past couple days. <laughs> that's uh, that's my B. <laughs> I, yeah. I, we, I, I threw some fuel to the fire for the Kyle Dubas uh, little that BSP. Well, no, you didn't do. Kinda. You did nothing wrong. You simply no. you reported recorded what, what a source was saying. You reported what 105.9, the X, was saying in Pittsburgh. And they said they had a source that confirmed that Kyle Dubas was finalizing a deal to come to Pittsburgh. Unfortunately for him, I believe you said the source, I believe you said it was Steve Madden who said that, right? Steve Madden is one of the people. Yeah. I don't think Steve Madden is the original source, but Steve Madden is one of the people saying that, yes. Allegedly. That he is going to be here. Allegedly. Yes. He said he was um, going to allegedly be here. Um, but Elliot Friedman reported that he hasn't, uh, that Dubas hadn't said yes or no to the Penguins and Frank Cervelli is flat is saying that he flat out said no already. So I don't think he said no. I don't think he said no. I think he's considering it. And I think the Penguins aren't, I think the Penguins are waiting on his decision before anything else happens. Um, I, I think it all depends on Ottawa. Yes. The rumor is I think, Kyle I think Dubas Kyle is holding out for the Ottawa Senators' job. Who's the GM in Ottawa right now? Pierre. Pretty sure it's Pierre Dorian. Yeah, Pierre Dorian. Thank you. I'm, I'm very positive. I, I, it's still I, him I, isn't it so weird that a man is holding out for a job that someone else has, and there's been no indication they're getting fired? Can we just? How the hell does Peter Pierre Dorian still have a job? That's impressive. Like he's put together a great okay. team. Don't get me wrong, but just the. The craziness that has been the Ottawa Senators uh, since 2016 is... Let me let me clear up what you're saying. Pierre Dorian did not do anything to deserve losing a job. It's just crazy that they just didn't fire him for the sake of firing him yet. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and, the, and the team has had some disappointments, which you get during rebuilding. And he kept his job through that, too. He's got... He might have the most job security out of any GM in the league. He's uh, sitting pretty. I'll give him credit. The one thing he did that probably gave him a lot of job security, he opted to keep the uh, 2018 draft pick as opposed to letting that one go to uh, San Jose for Eric Carlson. And that was the pick he used to draft Matt, uh, Brady Kachuk. The and better Kachuk. I want to see Brady in the playoffs so bad, man. I want to oh, see it so bad. I, I I've said this so many times on recording. Now, but I cannot wait for Brady Kachuk to stomp the Leafs in a playoff series. Yeah, no. Now that I now that I said that out loud, um, naturally the Devils' first round opponent next year will be the Ottawa Senators. Put it down in stone. Bet your house. On and Brady it. Kachuk is scoring nine. Do goals not bet your house. Four games. Nine goals in four games for Brady Kachuk in that series. It's a sweep. Um, he scores. Yeah. They only score nine goals. That's all they need. Brady Kachuk. Um, they're all Brady. But he uh, he's yes, also going to get eighteen fighting majors. <laughs> yes, so the rumor is that Dubis will be going to is holding out for Ottawa, which is interesting because as we've said, Pierre Dorian still has that job. So I'm not exactly sure how that's going to shake out. But Kyle's from knows? Ottawa is what people need to, to bring up. He's from yes. Ottawa. He grew up a Senators fan. He did grow up a Which Senators is so fan. weird to say that the Senators one of the newer teams in the league. There's now a GM who grew up a fan of them. Because Kyle's a baby. It is very interesting that he was, he kind of held on to that. It seems like he may have held on to that sense fandom throughout his tenure as the Leafs GM. Very, very interesting. No, no, Trevor, I'm not insinuating that there was anything nefarious on his end. I just find it funny. 
but you can never ever take that out of a hockey person. No, Look, absolutely. If you not. got Sidney Crosby drunk enough, he will confess his love for the Montreal Canadiens. It's just the way it works. It never goes away. Look, half of the league, most of the league hates Toronto because they're all secretly Leafs fans. Like, it's just the way it works. You always cheer for your childhood team. It never goes away. And Kyle, you know, if, yeah. you, if there's some rumblings that that job might be available to you, oh, power to you. And he probably doesn't want to move countries. Like, the whole thing with his family is, but it, quite honestly, my family's from Pittsburgh. What's the pitch? Oh, you want to come move to Pittsburgh? We put fries on our salads and we have bridges. That's the pitch. That's the whole pitch. <laughs> oh, you want Sidney Crosby? Don't look up how old he is. Don't look up how old anyone is. Just think about the fries on the salad and how good they are, Kyle. That's all that matters. Come on over. Get yourself a Pramani Brothers sandwich. We'll, we'll take you to a Pirates game. We'll get you those pretty seats where you can see the skyline. We'll, we'll let you meet Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Yeah, go go. Make sure to get the seats where you can see the skyline and not the Pirates game. Because if there's one thing I've heard about Pittsburgh throughout my entirety of existing, it's that the Pittsburgh Pirates have not been good. Pirates. Pittsburgh they Pirates. had a really good start to the season, and then a month later, they now suck again. So, yeah, that was fun while Austin. Um, Pittsburgh, man. Tom, other Tom news around the NHL. Uh, the Devils have lost uh, their one of their assistant coaches, um, Florida legend, uh, Andrew Burnett, um, has been hired as the coach of the Nashville predators, uh, as, um, uh, Andrew Burnett has a history on wrinkles in the crease. Do you remember? We've done an Andrew Burnett story on the show. Uh, there's I a keep reason remembering, why I said, like, there's a reason why I said Florida legend. Ah, there. I was wondering. He was also with that, the Panthers. He was also with the Panthers. That is true. Um, but that's not what we're remembering him for. No, that's not what we're remembering. <laughs> he um, was the golf cart guy. He's the golf cart guy. <laughs> yeah, he he's the guy who got a DUI on a golf cart. Um, so impressive. So impressive. Uh, so the Devils lose one of their uh, better um, assistant coaches. Uh, the Predators. Toronto game. lost their best assistant as well. Don't yeah, forget about that. A, it's a fun Spencer time of year. Carberry. It is a fun yeah. time of year. Good, good for Spencer though to get that job in Washington. Yes. Real good and, for him. and good for that. Andrew who got the job yeah. uh, as um, shortly after Barry Trotz uh, took over uh, control of the franchise. Um, He's a GM was, now, right? Yeah. He is a GM now. It was made clear to uh, John Hines that um, he would not be returning. Uh, former Devils coach John Hines. Um, so the Predators have decided to move on and hire Andrew Burnett, which this job was not open to begin the offseason, so we thought he was safe, but he's clearly not. And all the best. Um, it's always good to see assistants. You can't keep your fingers crossed and keeping them forever. If you have an assistant that's good enough to worry about you want to keep him, he's going to leave. 100%. And yeah. the Predators... Even if Barry Trotz, even if that wasn't the change, they needed a coaching change. You can't convince me. Like I feel, we've seen the most that a John Hines, John Hines Predator team can do. And yeah. no, and and you're giving Barry the keys to the kingdom. Yeah, that's all that's happening here. You're letting him do what he wants, and that's fine. That's Barry Trotz. He's a smart hockey guy. 
He's a Stanley Cup champion for a reason, and then got immediately let go. But that's not his fault. No, that that it's not his fault that contract negotiations fell apart at all. Not at all. And no, Washington wasn't willing to budge. There was no negotiation. It was Washington. You're signing for this, and he went. I just want to stand like up. I deserve more than that. And they went. No, you don't. And they just left. That's how that went. There wasn't much negotiating. Nope. Uh, none. And Washington I... regrets that now. They've had a coaching carousel since. Yeah, and who knows who's going to be? They uh, fell off. No, they did hire a coach. Say they did hire a coach. Spencer say. Carberry, for, who like a little cool story with him. I completely forgot. Do you know where he came from before Toronto? Where he was the head coach of the Hershey Bears, and before that, oh. he was the coach of the ECHL team for Washington. So they really okay, raised so, this guy, yeah. lost oh. him, and then brought him back. Like. Good for that. And you know what? He's a very good coach. He's the reason Leafs power play has been as lethal as it has. He's their main power play guy. And you put a power play guy as the head of the Washington Capitals. Oh, God. Ovechkin might score 80. Oh, boy. And that's – yeah. Yeah. So Ovechkin's going to be the bumper on the power play. They're never going to see it coming. I'm really looking forward to seeing that power play. Yeah. Um, but good, yeah. good for both of those guys to finally get there. Agreed. Good. Uh, All the best to them. Um, Spencer Carberry now becomes the youngest active head coach in the NHL. He passed Sheldon Keefe. He's only 41 compared to Sheldon Keefe's 42. So he got a new youngest, which is always cool to see that kind of – I think the age of coaches is slowly starting to come down a little bit. Yeah, you're starting – the league's getting younger just as a whole. Is is Woodcroft still in Edmonton? He's younger, right? The coach of the Oilers is younger. And you got, you know, Dubas is not – Sheldon Keefe is very young. Spencer Carberry is very young. It's, it's good to see. It's it's new hockey minds. Jay Woodcroft um, so is 46 years old. That's young for an NHL coach. Very, very young. young. Yeah. Okay. Um, other piece of news. Uh, Ron Francis has signed an extension to remain GM of the Kraken. Not exactly a surprise. He earned it this year. I thought one hundred percent bombed after the expansion draft, but man, did he prove us wrong this year? He set um, the Seattle Kraken this year set NHL records in wins and points for a second year team, and the greatest improvement from a team's first season to its second season. Uh, a nineteen a nineteen win and forty point improvement. They moved 18 spots in the standings, the second most in the season behind the New Jersey Devils. So and he did an incredible job Colorado this year. Avalanche. They took down the Avalanche. That playoff win, they may have lost to Dallas, but that is those are the kind of playoff wins that get remembered in your franchise. The regular that, season job secured Francis's job. Uh, the win, beating the Avalanche got him the extension this year. Yep. Good for him. Good for Ron Francis, man. Yes. It's good for Seattle. It's good to see that they're finally because that first year was rough. The, the they did the one thing that you don't want to do and be boring and not noteworthy their first season. They said nothing interesting going on with them. Um their second year they became this hot shot fun team. It's it's been C- Seattle makes me really excited. Next year's gonna be fun for them. Pretty. Next year's gonna be a lot oh, of fun yeah. for them. You have to I imagine... don't want to be in a division with Seattle. Nope. And you have to imagine that uh, Matty Beneers has already taken that step. You're gonna likely see Shane Wright evolve into a yeah, everyday we keep NHL player. Shane Wright plays for them. Yeah, like his rookie season didn't go well, but everyone, no. the top draft picks, did not have good rookie years this year. Uh, Slavkovsky they, was off. 
Um, Shane Wright couldn't well, crack. Right? Nemich didn't even make his debut. Uh, no. And I'm somehow drawing a blank at number three. Look, uh, Wyatt Johnston Logan got to look at the Calder. So, like, a lot of the top-end rookies just were a little bit late bloomers. That's what we're going to call them for now. They're a late-blooming draft class. There was no, like, rookie stardom this year. No, and and for for the top four picks, it comes down to two of those guys didn't make their NHL debut, and two of them did and just struggled a little bit. But we'll see. Weren't ready. It'll be. And they dialed it back. They sent him. They sent him. I think, did Logan Cooley make his NHL debut this year? Nope. And he didn't no, sign. Right. He's, gonna, he's going back. To, Probably uh, best. Probably he's, best. <laughs> it was a whole thing. Um, Logan Cooley's uh, has said that his decision to return to college uh, was directly impacted by the vote in Tempe for Arizona. Um, Arizona should be scared of that. Ari- it it right, does then. not have good implications. We have not talked about Arizona on the podcast. We'll save that for uh, for off season. But uh, we're gonna have probably a lot of Arizona talk this off season. I we've kind of danced around it. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to talk about there. Um, what with uh, allegedly uh, Bettman signing a 30 year agreement to not move the team, and now the with where that stands with uh, all three potential resolutions in Tempe failing, and the not even ask... not even like slightly failing, failing by a landslide. I'm I'm. I don't want to get into it really because we're towards the end of the episode. It, it, are, are the Arizona Coyotes done? I think so. You think? I hope. At this point. I, I don't. I, it's just better for the league. Just move them. Just please, dear God, move them. If if Gary, I know you love hockey in the desert. I know it's your whole thing. You've been trying your whole tenure as as um, commissioner of to get hockey in the South. Houston, Texas. Just make it happen. We're ready. Even just, Salt Lake City. I don't think Salt Lake City is is a spot. I think they fail in Salt Lake. I don't know about that, man. That uh, Salt Lake is not a sports market. It, it, the tell that to there the Utah sports. Jazz. Tell that to Utah Jazz. There's Can they support too, though? You think yeah. so? I just like I don't see them as a sports city. Like they're so it, culturally different than the rest of the country. It, it you're correct on that front, but you have to remember that's only a percentage of the population there. They're yes. still it, Salt oh, Lake City is a major city. Here's a point. I'm not gonna. I'm not making fun of Salt Lake City. I'm making that very clear before I say this. But there can't be that much else to do in Salt Lake City. <laughs> that might play to their advantage. Is that yeah. oh, there's nothing to do tonight. Let's go to the the uh, Salt Lake City um, hockey club game. I like that. The That's Salt Lake City, City hockey club. It's got a nice. Uh, it's got a nice little yeah. ring to it. HC. Just call them HC. Salt Lake City HC. They could be the Lakers. Oh my god! It is god. time to end the episode. The Salt <laughs> Lakers. Can we call them? The, can we just call them the Salt Lakers and like just that's the whole team name? No, the no, no, no. The Utah Salt Lakers. I kind of like that. That is this like is I really this like is, that. This is a terrible thing that we've created, but I do love it as well. So, oh, if I could do Photoshop better, I'd make this logo. What are the team colors you have for like, Utah Salt Lakers? Well, ba- baby blue and white. Baby blue and white. Do we want a little purple in there for the for the mountain? Yeah! Baby blue, purple, and white. This is a terrible I thing like we've it. done. <laughs> I like it, though. We the may Utah have... Salt Lakers. All right. Well, the Utah Salt Lakers. I'm going That's to enough. put that... I'm putting a pin in that. 
Uh, Utah Salt Lakers. That's coming back. I, that might be my next uh, GM mode. If you can have Salt Lake City as your as your city. In oh, you one hundred percent can. You one hundred. You think you can? can? Are they on the list of Salt of the? I teams? would think so. Oh, I forget. They're not like Madden, where it's a really short list. Okay. Yeah. No. We're good. And, We're good. I'm making this happen. And while we have gone off the rails a little bit, um, there is a legitimate push for Salt Lake City to get uh one of the next wave of expansion teams or a team to move there. There have been conversations yeah, about it. Uh. And it's it's not an unviable. Ter- it's not the worst uh, idea I've heard. Honestly, here here's this here's the cities. It's I think Houston's still the favorite. I, I do. I think it's the NHL between is Houston and Quebec City. Between I don't Houston think Quebec, Quebec City. City's in the running. They're always just going to say Quebec City is in the running just to say Quebec City is in the running. You and I both know they're not because they're because Gary's afraid of Quebec. That's yeah. the only reason he's saying that. As he should be. They're, uh, they're terrified. Kansas Kansas City, I've heard getting, some people kind of bring Kansas City. I don't think Kansas City is getting an NHL team I again. think Salt Lake City is has a better shot than Kansas City. I think yeah. Atlanta has a better shot than Kansas City. I, it just Kansas City's not a big city either. Like I think people people try to make Kansas City out. But everything's up to date in Kansas City. They've gone about as far as they can go. Zach, Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Wrinkles of the Priests. <laughs> we will see you guys next week. Leave a comment down below. Who do you think is going to win the Stanley Cup Finals? We will see you guys And soon. And what what do you think about the Utah Salt Lakers? That's what, oh, that's yeah. What let us know about the Utah Salt Lakers. Utah please, Salt Lakers. Please make us stop this yeah. madness. Thank you so much. Yeah. We'll see you next time.